welcome to the morning lesson. I'm Miss Laura, your Waldorf teacher online, and I'm happy to share these wonderful stories from the third grade and fourth grade curriculum this year. To, I'd like to thank all my patrons out there, my Patreons out there who uh, help support me and all my endeavors that helps pay for the all the technical back screen things for this podcast, as well as all of the content that I am endeavoring to create and have available for teachers, students, and homeschooling families, and, and heck, anybody who just likes a good story and something to do with the story. If you would like to join me in my Patreon circles, uh, please just follow the link in the description, and I really... Um, appreciate you and I'm incredibly grateful for your support. Um, one of my goals right now on Patreon is I am uh, earning money for the to attend the Waldorf World Teacher Conference in Doorknock in April 2023. I just I, I just appreciate you if you have a couple of pennies to throw my way for that big goal. Of course uh, after the conference I will be sharing all the things that have come out of that conference, just like I share in my Patreon circles uh, about what's going on in my dissertation uh, quest and my doctorate program at Antioch University, where I'm pursuing a doctorate in education with a focus, of course, in Waldorf education. Well, without further ado, today's story is a third grade story. When Sarah was 127 years old, she passed from this world into the next. Abraham mourned his beloved like no one had before. His love for Sarah filled his heart, his body, and his whole, whole area where he was. At this time, Abraham and his people lived in Kiriath Arba, which is in Hebron, inside the land of Canaan. This is like you live in a neighborhood that is in a town, that is in a state, that is in a country. Kiriath Arba was the neighborhood. Hebron was the town, and the land of Canaan was like a little country of its own people. In that place, the sons of Heth were in charge of how things happened. Abraham went to the sons of Heth when Sarah died and told him of his woes. He said, even though I am a stranger who lives in your lands, I need a place to bury my dead. Please give me some bit of land for my dead to be buried. Now, Abraham was a wealthy man and he had many flocks and herds of animals and tents and people who worked for him and gold and silver and spices and wools. But he did not own any land. He and his people moved with the herds, never staying in one place. But now he needed a place. He needed a place to bury Sarah and to be able to come back to her. The sons of Heth called Abraham a prince of God. Of course, 
they agreed to give Abraham a plot of land. All he had to do was ask. Abraham asked if he could buy the double cave that was on the land of Ephron, the son of Zohar. The cave was at the end of Ephron's field. Abraham promised a good price for the cave. Ephron, the Hittite, Ephron was there at the assembly with the sons of Heth. Heth. And he stood up and, in, and he said in a loud, clear voice, Hear me, Abraham, and hear me all who are assembled here. I give you the cave and the field to bury your dead. This land is worth 400 shekels, but what is that between you and me? Bury your dead. Abraham weighed out 400 silver shekels and paid Ephron for his land. In this way, Abraham came to own the land in, a in Canaan. He owed the double cave that faced Mamre. He owned the field too, and he owned all the trees that grew there. And in that cave, he buried Sarah. It was not long after Sarah had passed away, Abraham realized his son Isaac was past the time of having a wife. Abraham called to his servant, Place your hand under my thigh and promise to me that you will go to the land of my father and seek a bride for Isaac. Abraham did not want his son Isaac to marry any of the people of Canaan. He was worried that the women would not be good enough. So back to his father's place where his brothers had stayed. They, he wanted to find a bride. The servant asked, what do I do if the young lady does not want to come? And Abraham replied, if she will not come, you will be absolved of your oath. But the angel of the Lord will direct you to the right bride. You must ask the angel for guidance. The servant went out of the land of Canaan and back toward Haran, where Abraham's father had passed. Now there in that place, Abraham's brother had remained. He had children and grandchildren of his own, and the servant had instructions to seek his help. The servant took ten of his master's camels loaded with a bride's price in all kinds of treasures. That's what they did back in those days, but we don't really do that anymore. Anyways, he made his way to the town of Nabor, and he stopped at the well outside of the city where there was water for the camels and places to camp for travelers. He waited until evening time, when it was the custom that the daughters in the villages would come and get water from the well. The servant prayed, Dear angel of the Lord, let the right wife for Isaac come to the well. Let her know, let me know her because she will offer me water and will offer to water my camels. Now the girls and the young women of the village all seemed to 
arrive at the well at once. They each saw the servant, but busied themselves with filling their jugs of water and returning home. Rebecca saw the stranger and his ten camels. She filled her jug of water and a small voice in her ear told her to offer the man some water. She went to the man and gave him water and offered to fill up the water trough for the camels. This is how the servant knew Rebecca was the right bride for Isaac. When Rebecca had finished watering the camels, she found the servant sitting, staring at her. She could only imagine what he would say or do next. The servant, for his part, was mesmerized by watching Rebecca going back and forth, to and fro, front to the well to care for the camels. He handed her two gold bracelets and a gold nose ring. The nose ring weighed half a shekel and the bracelets weighed 10 shekels. Now that is to say that the bracelet weighed about as much as a hamburger does, a really good hamburger, mind you. And the nose ring uh, weighed about as much as a little earring would, not very much, but still quite a bit of gold. Whose daughter are you? Is there room in your home to lodge in your father's house? Asked the servant. I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, whom she bore to Nahor. And yes, there is plenty of hay for fodder and room to bed down for the night. Come follow me, I will take you. What luck, the servant thought. This was part of Abraham's own family, his brother's family whom he had been asked to find. Now the servant met the mother and the brother of Rebekah. He made presents to the whole family and he told the whole story of Abraham and Sarah and Isaac. He asked if Rebekah would be the bride of Isaac, his master. Rebe Rebekah's family asked if she would go with the servant to marry Isaac. They wanted to wait a year, but the servant said no, he must take her now. And in the end, the choice was given to Rebecca, and she said yes. Rebecca packed her things and went with the servant. Before too long, they came to the field. There was a man standing near a cave, and Re Rebecca could see the man clearly. Who is that? she asked. The servant answered, That is my master, Isaac. Rebecca pulled a veil over her face as they rode to meet Isaac, the man she had come to marry. Isaac saw the caravan of camels coming over the hill, and when he met Rebecca, he took her into his mother's tent and made Rebecca his wife. He loved her, and she loved him.